Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit W2Mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. Good evening, afternoon, whenever you happen to be listening, and welcome to What's Your Fan... Nope, that's not it. Hold on, let's try this again. Welcome to the R&R Sports Work. Nope. Strike two. Oh, I know what you're listening to. You're listening to The Kickoff, a presentation of the W2M Network, available online at the W2Mnet.com. Actually, it's just W2Mnet.com. Don't put a the there. You won't find the website. I'm your host. My name is Harry Broadhurst, a.k.a. The Voice of Reason. Joining me, as per usual, the anchor man, Eric Watkins. Stay classy, W2M. And man, that introduction, you were striking out more than Yankees hitters this series. And the Riz, Randy Isbell. Well, this show was fun, guys. You guys have a great <laughs> night. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. <laughs> uh Randy, if it makes you feel any better, only one no. team on the show knows what it's like to not lose a playoff game yet this postseason. <laughs> I'm not talking baseball. Let's go. Football. <laughs> Let's talk football. Uh, real quick, I'm going to throw out a quick plug before we get started since they were kind enough to do so for us. Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Check out klcz.com for Lewis Clark State College Radio, the R&R Sports Report, our very own Randy Isbell and his buddy Robert Hagan. There you go. Yeah, it, was, it was fun. It was, it was a lot of fun to do that, minus not knowing how to make a phone work. But, but we're working on it, and, and things, I think they, honestly, I think things went pretty well. Welcome to and the I'm, land of being a producer. Now you know right. technical difficulties. And we're letting you know officially here on the show that once you guys get the lines working in there, we will be calling into the show. Yeah, that's, that's scary. <laughs> I've Don't called worry. into I, I, radio shows before. I know what I'm doing most of the time. We, we just can't bust out those seven words. That's all. Correct. We'll, 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 we'll do our best not to George Carlin it up. Exactly. Right? I know, right how, to, I, yeah, I I know re- how to right. work clean if I have to. I just don't I would really appreciate to. it if you guys did your best not to expel me. That's all I ask. <laughs> I make no such promises in that regard. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, not making – only comment on that I'm making is if you happen to be in the local area, along with listening online, you can listen locally 88.9 on your FM dial. Man, you're just getting all kinds of plugs from us, Randy. I'll take all of them. <laughs> You'll notice that the unprofessional is not with us tonight. Hopefully, Jason Teasley ends up returning as soon as he can. The show will be missing him, of course. And the good news is, is while he may not be with us physically, he is here in spirit. We have his selections for all of our segments tonight. The only one he really won't be taking a part in is the I've got a question, but them's to Brits. Hope, hope to have him back here in a couple of weeks. He, he's we on a bit of a long assignment. Put it to you like that. <laughs> That's how we phrased it the last time. They were on assignment. We open tonight's show how we always do. It's time for studs. And duds. Ooh. 
Jason Studd is Odell Beckham Jr., who finally had the game that Browns fans were waiting for him to have. He's an asshole. Well, hey, I mean, he did shit all on that Dallas defense, so. He, he shit all over my big money fantasy leagues, too. I faced him in both leagues. It was terrible. Three touchdowns, including the game-sealing 47-yard end-around in the fourth quarter once Dallas had cut it to three to give Cleveland a 49-38 victory over the Dallas Cowboys in Jerry's world. Beckham had, what was the number? Over 100, I know, but I don't remember the specific number. Let me get that going real quick. While Eric is looking that up, I will say this much here. Um, Did you hear that they're actually changing the name of the Cowboys this year, Randy? I'm excited to hear the new name. They're going to be the Alex Cowboys, because clearly they have no D. It absolutely makes sense. And again, I'm going to bring up my fantasy again. The good thing about facing OBJ is I had a bunch of Cowboys, so it worked out okay in my favor in one of the leagues. I don't know what happened to Michael Gallup, but whatever. So you split in the two leagues, I take it? You still won one and lost the other? I still won one because I had Dak Prescott and their tight end and C.D. Lamb, and so I was good. I'm in a quarterback-heavy fantasy league where, like, the quarterbacks get all kinds of crazy point totals and stuff, like passing yardage and first downs and touch extra points for touchdowns and stuff. Dak Prescott went for 90 in that game. Well, that's what and happens when you throw for 502 yards and four touchdowns. I was going to say probably 75 of that was in the second half. Fun fact. Prescott becomes the first quarterback in NFL history to throw for 450 yards in three consecutive games. Other fun fact to go with that stat, the Cowboys are 1-2 and two in those games. Should be 0-3. I'm just saying, you can't see it. Super grinning face on an audio podcast. And for OBJ, seven total touches, 154 yards, three touchdowns. The game that Browns fans were waiting for him to have, and I'm guessing the talks of him leaving Cleveland will subside, at least for now. Eric, stud. Well, speaking of significant games and creating chaos and what turns out to be crap-ass divisions and or conferences, my stud is Max Duggan. Had a hard road being getting back under center at TCU, so what does he do in his first big game back? Well, he goes ahead and continues <laughs> the dominance over what was the Mighty Longhorns. How y'all doing? Did I see that stat correctly that since they joined the Big 12, TCU was like 7-2 and two against Texas now? Correct. That's insane. Yeah, and you know what's even more insane? Guess who is now leading the Big 12 right now? The Oklahoma State Cowboys. With Mike Gundy himself. Let that sink in, college football fans. Or allow me to let it sink in for you. I'm a man! I'm 40! Hard to believe that was over a decade ago. I think he's he's 50 now, but... Like 52? But, yeah. Apples and... Damn it, I had something for that one. (laughs) <laughs> I hate to say it, but Tom Brady is my stud, especially in the second half. Uh, again, coming back from behind, 
as he always seems to do. He just, for whatever reason, Tom Brady just doesn't care how much he's down. Ask Atlanta, ask the Chargers last week. Does not matter. 369 yards, five touchdowns, and that's after throwing another pick six, which for some reason has been his thing lately. I don't know if he learned that from Winston or not. But in the second half, they score on every single possession other except for when they, they knelt the ball after the interception. Three straight touchdowns and a, then a, a long six-minute drive for a field goal to help make it a seven-point game, let the defense do their work. I, I know Robert Taylor likes to get on him for every single thing he does, but for a man of his age and without his top wide receiver in Chris Godwin and they lose O.J. Howard, he still has it. Whether I mean, He doesn't have to throw it 30, 40 yards down the field like some of these other quarterbacks. He's just He's a smart quarterback, and I give him full credit. I don't want to. Do I have to? Do it. You I must. Did. You must, sir. Fine. We'll but talk only because you asked. We'll talk more about Tampa Bay a little bit later on in the show. Dun, dun, dun! I'll say dramatic reaper for you. I think Eric left. He's not no, paying he's, attention. He's back. He's just not on headset yet. Oh, his microphone is muted. That's why. Okay. Was muted yeah. because I was taking care of something. However, I was able to listen to create the apropos sound effect. We did get the sound effect because I didn't hear it. Well, if Casey didn't hang on. Dramatic reverb. That uh, was your cue to say it, Randy. You missed your cue. All right. Anyway. I, I, I've made my own cue. <laughs> All right. So there was a top 10 showdown in the SEC this week. And that top 10 showdown featured my favorite team in the SEC West, Auburn, taking on arguably my biggest rival in the SEC East, Georgia. And, well... Georgia put a beating on Auburn, 27-6. to The game was not nearly as close as that final score indicates. Bo Nix got absolutely nothing going with the Auburn offense. Georgia dominated time of possession. This was, this was an ass-kicking in every sense of the word. Like, you see those games where it's like 50 to, like 50 to 20 or whatever, but the final score isn't really indicative of what. This is another case, but in the opposite direction, where the game's final score is a whole lot closer than it was. I watched that game from start to finish because, obviously, I'm an SEC guy. We've had this conversation many times on the show before. This was pure dominance by Georgia. This was a return to form from the Georgia team that played very subparishly against Arkansas the week prior. And, and by the way, just as a side note, can everybody stop calling this the Deep South's oldest rivalry? It's the South's oldest rivalry. They played their first game eight months before North Carolina and Virginia. Christ, get it right, people. If you guys don't mind, I'd like to go first on Dud since it kind of ties in. Feel free. All right, so... I mentioned that Auburn was the business end of my stud performance by the Georgia Bulldogs. Well, apparently not only did that university have a bad day on Saturday, it had a pretty bad day on Sunday too. A 38% completion, 
completion percentage on 5 of 13, 60 yards, two interceptions, and a quarterback rating of 42.2. Yes, he threw a touchdown pass, but it didn't matter. As Jared Stidham found out why he's riding the pine in New England behind both Cam Newton and Brian Hoyer. Hoyer was just as ineffective. A little bit more accurate, 63% for 130 yards and a pick of his own. Combined, the New England Patriots quarterbacks went 20-37 for 172 with a touchdown and three interceptions in their 26-10 loss to Kansas City in the early game on Monday Night Football. So specifically, Jared Stidham for his performance, but realistically, the New England Patriots quarterback unit as a whole are my dud for the week. Uh, number one, that's going to settle a wee bit of an argument. And before I say what I was going to say secondarily, yeah, I was right. There was a touchdown pass, but it was just to the other team. No, no, uh, Stidham had a TD pass as well. Yeah, so he threw two, one to Enkeel Harry and one to the Honey Badger. I will say this much, that catch by Harry was impressive, though. It was good concentration. Anytime a Harry does well, I have to give him credit. I am legally required to do so. And this is exactly why I have him on one of my dynasty teams. Jason's dud. Hold on, i got to pull this up again. Randy, give me your dud while I look for his, because I accidentally almost gave his um, his STH there instead. <laughs> Uh, now, my dud is Nick Foles just gets the starting job in Chicago and just completely lays an egg. 249 yards, just a one touchdown, one interception, but that's not really the, the story. That game, honestly, on both sides was just ugly as hell, and I just brought him in as a dud just to bring in the fact, that, again, I think Chicago needs to go the baseball route. Start with Trubisky, end with Foles. And I think that's the best way that the, the Bears will operate. I mean, Foles has proven that he's not a great starter in the NFL. I mean, for when you're expecting him to start for a stretch of time. Shows my dumbass for picking Chicago last week. Eric Dud. Yeah, my Dud is uh, none other than the pirate himself, Mike Leach, in the Mississippi State. I mean, if you were looking for the Mike Leach post-game press conference of statistics in back-to-back -back weeks <laughs> he's ended the longest sec winning streak and the longest sec losing streak because arkansas has won their first sec game in over three years that that just, no that should not have happened should not have happened against arkansas Somewhere Sean is smiling, though. Well, he needs to have one team to smile about. <laughs> you missed my joke when you stepped away. I'm a little disappointed because I think you would have enjoyed it. Not to mention, I probably would have gotten the rim shot sound effect for it. Well, no, I Randy heard the be... joke, but I wasn't able to do the proper sound effect. And granted, I mean... You know what? No, never mind. I'm going to wait and save that one. I'm on a bit of a roll here. <laughs> Let's be real, though. To this point right now with Dallas, that entire team is a punchline. Well, I mean, 
No, wait. They had Kareem Hunt, and he's more of a kick line, so there's that. No, he's in, he's in Cleveland. I know. That was the point. Oh, okay. I'm slow. Ignore me. Uh, Jason's dud for the week is Joshua Kelly, running back, Los Angeles Chargers. In case you're wondering, I just looked up his stat line, and I found out why. Um, so going into this game, Kelly had, I'm doing some quick math here, 43 carries for 167 yards. Respectable. Average of about, about a little under four yards a carry. Not, not bad. You ready for this one, Eric? Ready. Nine carries for seven yards with a long of three Despite what most guys will try to tell you, ladies, three is not that impressive. Uh, wow. It's not often you <laughs> average less than a yard a carry. And by the way... Oh, that was the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take I'll take the cheering, even though it sounded like it came from the little kids section, which is kind of disturbing. Because they're but, learning math. That's how we're going to spin it. They're learning math. <laughs> I'm going to need a second. Eric dead poppy. Okay, I'm back. So, yeah, I can understand where Jason's coming from with Joshua Kelly. Because, yeah, nine, nine carries for seven yards. No bueno. I think he fumbled, too. I don't specifically remember, but I do believe he coughed up a football as well. That's not good, no matter how you want to spit it. All right, so that wraps us up for studs and duds for the week. And that moves us to, so, that happened. All right, since he's not here, I'll get his out of the way real quick. Jason's pick for so that happened this week is the proliferation of the Tyreek Hill deuces and coming back to bite people in the ass. Specifically, L.J. McConnell, wide receiver for Abilene Christian University, who took on Army. Thank you for finding the, st the stat for me, uh, Randy. I appreciate it. And in a game where they were already losing 23 to nothing, broke away on a reception, flashing the deuces at the 20-yard line as he did so, was promptly tackled from behind at the 10. If I am the coach for this team, his ass is sitting for the rest of the game. I definitely concur. I mean, really, to try to pull a Tyree kill and you almost get DK Metcalfed, I mean, pick one, seriously. We're, we're officially making that a thing for the rest of the season. We're, we're, we're officially updating the reference from being Leon Wedded to being DK Metcalfed. If we can make Intercepticon on this thing, we can call it getting Metcalfed. Yeah. It works. You always got to freshen up the references for the new generation of fans. Randy, your So That Happened is especially topical after the news that came out today. Yeah, it just adds even more. So before the game this Sunday, Dwayne Haskins' uh, agent comes out because the news broke that the coaches were saying that, hey, Haskins, if you don't play better, we're going to bench you. And the agent basically came out and said, why are you going after Haskins? Haskins isn't doing anything. He's playing okay. He's playing just fine. He's playing better than he did last year in a new system with a new head coach 
with a bunch of new players around him, with no off season. So why are you going after just him I and did. not everyone I else on the team? Because... On Sunday, Haskins plays pretty well against a very tough Ravens defense. 32 of 45, 314 yards, no touchdowns, no picks, does get a rushing touchdown. I would take that line against the Baltimore Ravens. Ends up on the business end of a 31-17 decision. Continue. And now is on the business end of a hissy fit as the football team has decided that they're not going to take this, apparently, from the agent and have since benched Haskins because that makes sense. Let's take a player that's actually playing okay where you've given him one target in the receiving core and we're okay, we're just going to go to someone else. It makes absolutely no sense and I feel bad for the kid because honestly, he's playing better than Sam Darnold was. He's playing better than blanking on Daniel Jones. That's the word, the name I was trying to think of. He's playing better than both of them. Okay, um, but you're setting a mighty low bar when you mention those two. Okay, but they but both have the starting thing. jobs. I don't feel bad for him. You know why? Because this is his ticket out of Washington. And frankly, yes. being able to get as far as possible away from that franchise is probably the best thing that could happen to that kid. That is absolutely true. The kid's Snyder's not bad. I brought it up when you guys first part me on the show. You guys always make fun of him about checking out the guy's phone when he was supposed to be kneeling the ball. And yes, that's a really stupid rookie mistake, and you can't do stuff like that. I thought he was fine as a rookie last year. Is, is he top-level talent? No. But he's a decent starting quarterback. And I've said that in the offseason. Now say it now, and Washington is just completely screwing that kid over, and I hope Harry's right and he ends up in a way better spot. Eric? Yeah, well, <clears throat> remember how I said last week when we were talking about everything going on with the scheduling and the shuffling and how we were on the edge of the whirlpool? Um, I think we're a little did, bit past that now. <laughs> did, did somebody turn on the Jets? I, I, I not, really... not, not Randy's Jets. They still suck. Well, I mean, somebody did try to turn on the Jets, but they ended up with Joe Flacco, so we see how well that worked out. Guys, do I have to be here anymore? I feel hurt. We've we've hurt his feelings. You've hurt my feelings today. I'm going to go take a timeout. (laughs) Randy's feeling kind of snowflakey and... Feelings. Well, one day you'll get a decent. Into the microphone, please, Derek. I am into the microphone. You weren't. Uh, that's because maybe I was trying to get into something else. You don't know that. Allegedly. Giggity! Wait, family show! <laughs> I forgot we're recording. Continue. But uh, right now, we are on the verge of more postponements, especially thanks to the Tennessee Titans and them having more cases as their outbreak continues. And after what the NFL laid down in their memo and their conference call, we could see the first forfeiture in modern NFL history. This is getting a little bit shaky. So here's the thing, and I feel most inclined to actually discuss this because it's my team that they might have to forfeit against. 
did you guys see the story about the NBA school? About how after the whole breakout happened, a good majority of the players showed up at a local high school to practice together, despite not being allowed to hang out on company grounds because of the outbreak. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the NFL has threatened to find the franchise over the fact that those players got together to practice off-site. Two yeah. more players for the Titans tested positive today, including wide receiver Corey Davis. The Tennessee Titans have not practiced in a week and a half. Correct, Ish. because of their uh, impromptu bye week. So what happened was, is their game got moved back to week seven against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's game against Baltimore got moved back to week eight from week seven because Baltimore already had a bye week on week eight. So the Ravens will now have their bye week on week seven. Thus leaving no opening for the Tennessee Titans to move their game against the Buffalo Bills. Guess what, Titans? Don't be a stupid fucking franchise and you won't have to forfeit games. Well, I mean, to be fair, they're not the only ones having to deal with this. I mean, we see what's going on in New England. They're just at least being more responsible about it. And I guarantee you that if anybody else catches it that isn't named Stephon Gilmore and doesn't have the contract that Stephon Gilmore has, Bill Belichick will fire their ass tomorrow. So, wait, so, um, you talk about, you know, someone else and certain contracts and everything. Uh, Are you saying that there's a possibility that, uh, Mahomes' time will have the clock set back an hour? I don't like you sometimes. (laughs) Randy, I'm cheering for the Yankees for the rest of the series. Ah, oh, sweet. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I, I will take whatever we can get because F today. F this, that game that happened today. The, the one more game that it'll last. I'll cheer for the Yankees tomorrow. <laughs> Listen, you put a smile on my face and you took it away. <laughs> all right. So I actually do have some, uh, some news that will bring a smile to all of our faces here on the kickoff because something that we were hoping for is actually going to happen. Eric? It's only appropriate, given that it's the Halloween season. Guess what? Guess guess what? What? We getting spooky? It's alive! Oh, I was about to make a peep joke, but this works too. (laughs) The XFL continues to survive. Ish. Kind of. We think. Reports are that the new ownership group, led by... Dwayne The Rock Johnson plans for a XFL revival in 2022. Assuming that, you know, there's a vaccine and there's ability to have fans and there's enough players. And well, there's a whole bunch of shit that has to happen in order for it to happen. But damn it, there's hope. And sometimes, especially in this trying year, hope is all we need. Eric, we had a lot of fun with the XFL when it did exist last season here on the kickoff. Are you looking forward to a potential relaunch with a guy like Dwayne Johnson and his financial backing behind it? I mean, considering is how not just the financial backing, but really the ingenuity and just how they are in the presence of sports overall, I'm in favor of it. Plus, a guy from the U getting out, owning a sports league, I mean... We, we've seen the Titan games. The man knows what he's doing. 
Now, if you would only respond to my tweet because I have ideas about certain rules that XFL 2.5 should introduce. Just saying. Wrestling fans are really Okay, is my mic on? Yes, it is, and it was. Wrestling fans, something, something. Mother F, yeah. <laughs> um, well, because my phone is still showing microphone muted. Uh, as a fellow wrestling fan, does the Rocks involvement here increase your interest level in the XFL? No. I, I Honestly, it doesn't. I, I feel really bad for the XFL. I was with you guys. I was pretty into it this season. I don't think it was anyone else's fault for why it fell apart with everything going on with the COVID stuff and and getting shut down. So it wasn't like the AAF where they just went, oh, we're out of money. I guess we're done. I'm still kind of shocked that Vince just pulled the plug on it quick. But as a fellow wrestling fan, Vince pulls the plug on things really quick all the time. So I am happy that the, The Rock and a group have come together to try to save it but i'm to the point now that i mean the spring football has now struck out multiple times it's just it's it's not a thing it's not gonna be a thing it's never gonna be a thing stop making fetch happen it's never gonna happen people so i'm i want it to go an entire season before i get into any kind of spring football league i I hope them the best and I will see them in season two if one of these leagues ever makes it there. Funny that you mentioned that because it's a strict kind of small developmental league that's been going on behind the scenes for a while, the Spring Football League. They actually announced that they're going to do a fall bubble for this year in Las Vegas. Throwing that out there. Now, granted, what if, and especially with you, Randy, what if they listen to my ideas? where they use the rules of an awesome style of football I discovered called North American Gridiron. I'll send everybody the links, and there will be a couple more forthcoming. Combined with the legality of the A11 offense and the playing style of the A7FL, would you accept and embrace this league? In Season 2. I did, we got to get through a season before I care about one of these leagues again. I've, I've picked so many teams lately that just completely fall apart and the, the league's gone. I'm, I, I can't call allegiance anymore. I, I just got to wait. I'm, I'm with Randy. I don't want to have my heart broken like I was with Steve Spurrier in the AAF again. But it was fun seeing the old ball coach. And at least this means if I can get my hands on an Apollo's jersey, it'll be dirt cheap. This is true. I, I do understand Goodwills have quite a few of them nowadays. Especially around these parts. Thus wrapping up So That Happened for the Week. Uh, Eric, yes, feel free to post the links to the leagues that you mentioned in the show description. Will do. I'll, I'll set you up a queue for that as well. And then we move on into our first of our two prediction segments for the show. This is I'm a Survivor. And the return, kind of-ish, of Mama Said Knock You Out. It, it kind of. It's a, yeah. 
I, you I, have I, a pick at least this week, which is more than we can say about last week. This is true. This is true. But she kind of felt bad after the Chargers let her down. So, current winning streak zero, Mama Watkins' pick is? Carolina. She's seeing the disaster that is Atlanta. So she's like, you know what? She likes Teddy Bridgewater, so the Panthers were an easy pick for her. Also currently on a zero-game winning streak is Eric. Fucking micro dick Nick Foles. All 32 are available to you, Eric, except for the ones that were picked before you got your pick. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't necessarily need that because uh, guess who I'm going back to in the well for this week? All right. So far, you've picked the Chargers, mm-hmm. the Browns, and mm-hmm. guessing your pick for the week is your week two selection. The Arizona Cardinals. Yes, she's going back to Arizona as they play. <laughs> Randy? Announce Listen. your opponent, Eric. Listen, just because <laughs> I have pissed you off the last couple weeks doesn't mean you have to come after the Jets. Yeah, I feel like the Rays did a fine enough job getting revenge for you the last two nights. Well, I mean, we're only up 2-1. If we had gotten our revenge the last two nights, then we would be on to the ALCS right now, where we would do the baseball world a favor and eliminate the Astros. But we're not there yet. Now are we? I'm still hoping Oakland comes back and wins that series because fuck Houston. Okay. On a one-game winning streak is Randy. And yes, Eric has told me to learn my lesson by now and stop picking Jacksonville. So I'm going to heed his advice. I'm not taking Jacksonville this week. I'm taking Jacksonville's opponent. Give me Houston. Give me the new head coach. Bill O'Brien is gone. Let's go Watson. Did you hear that uh, J.J. Watt and Bill O'Brien apparently got into a shouting match right before O'Brien was fired? I saw the headline. I haven't read the thing. I don't care about little squabbles. Somebody just needs to eat some more Subway. Do, 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 do. Eat fresh. I don't know why I did the McDonald's jingle. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm, I'm special sometimes. Turkey for TJ and tuna for JJ. (laughs) No, it's tuna for TJ and turkey (laughs) for JJ. You know, they built one in their backyard in the shed. Right. I gotta admit, those commercials are a lot funnier than they've had any right to be. Yes, their, I agree. Their game, show, their game show on TV wasn't too bad either. I'm the, hoping the it gets tag re- one. Yeah, ultimate, ultimate tag. tag. I hope it gets renewed for a second season. Yeah, I, the only problem I have with that show, and the, the problem I have with all of the shows, and I understand why they do it, is they spend ten minutes telling you the backstory of a person you don't care about, and then two minutes of action. And then 10 minutes of a story of a guy that you don't care about. Well, what you're saying is it's it's basically the Olympics, but in game show form. Yes. And I I mean, I get it because that's how you're going to bring in other viewers. How you're going to bring in people that aren't interested in the action is you want the emotional stuff. That's what happens with American Idol and America's Got Talent and all the other music ones, too. So I I get why they do it. But, man, it gets boring. It's like, I just want to see the crazy tags. 
I want to see America. It's basically American Gladiators meets Tag, and I, I I enjoyed it. And the the one, Watt brothers are funny. And that one redhead was really fucking hot. I'm, I would be, I was just about to say, Randy, number one, be thankful that they don't go full on tragedy porn like the NFL draft. And number two, Flame can legit. get it. Legit. Legit. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent agreed. <laughs> Me and Eric are me and Eric are Eskimos in arms at that point. <laughs> um, would would I have to family show myself for that one? I'm pretty sure I do. Kind of. <laughs> Close enough. All right. So, and then there were two. The only people to have gotten all four picks correct this year are Jason and myself. Jason is going with the Thursday night game as he is taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the Chicago Bears. I don't remember who I took, so now I have to pull up the document. I'm looking right second. at it. No, he, wait, I know what it is. He took the Jets. Mark it down. Harry takes the Jets. My official pick for this week, even though it goes against somebody's pick later on in the show, I am taking the Pittsburgh Steelers over the Philadelphia Eagles. I would have taken the Buffalo Bills over the Tennessee Titans, but I took the Bills week one against the Jets. So, wait, hold on. I I need a rules clarification. Okay. If I change my pick and I pick the Buffalo Bills and Tennessee forfeits, do I move on? Yeah, it would count as a victory. But you already announced Houston, and I wrote it down. No, that's fine because I, I'm continuing my trend with that. So I, I'm I'm cool with continuing that story. I was just curious about rules. Yes, if a forfeit happens, if after if the forfeit is announced after we've made our prediction on the show, once it's inside of the uh, inside of the pick'em sheet, then it counts as a forfeit victory. And we uh, officially, to... I believe, Eric. Correct me if I'm wrong. The final score would be two to nothing. You're absolutely correct, and we would not even add an asterisk. Although there is a one point defensive touch, there is the one point defensive score on a two point conversion. Hashtag score origami. Yep. Hashtag one point safety. See, see last week's episode description for the link to that Twitter page because. <laughs> It's it's easy to get lost in, especially if you're a numbers ner- a numbers nerd. Uh, blah, 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 that's all, folks. Like Eric and myself. Hashtag Chark Party. Shout out to John Dubois. <laughs> Is it Dubois or just Bois? I think it's just Bois. Really? Yeah, I think it's just John Bois. B O O I S. Dubois sounds better, so I'm just gonna roll with it. John, you can legally change your name if you need be. You're welcome. Yeah. All right. With that, we move on from I'm a survivor to I've got a question. If I'm not mistaken, Eric, you won the toss last week. Yes. So, by process of elimination, due to the fact that Jason isn't here, congratulations, Randy. You've won this week's toss. God, it's been so long since I've won anything. What do I get? What did I win? You get first selection of which category you want to talk about. Do you want the college question, the NFL question, or the mix? I really needed a new car. Let's let's go NFL. This ain't the price is right, buddy. Or the NFL me. And it isn't even going to be the new socially distant price is right either. Coming soon to CBS Daytime. 
I will be watching that just to see how weird it looks. Similar to how I watched the season premiere of Wheel of Fortune, and I saw the white spinny thing. That's just awkward, isn't it? Uh, I did not see this. You'll have to educate me on this one. I shall. We'll do so after the after the show is over. Coming soon to the W2M Network, life is like a game show. We think. <laughs> yes. Maybe. I, I just have to get the remaining people on board to the proper Discord, so that way we can finish hashing everything out. Randy, you're welcome to get involved. I think you'd have fun with this one. Okay. Let's move on here. So the NFL question was the hint that I gave was 16 too many. There was talk going around about a potential pause on the NFL season, a potential breakdown of the schedule that would lead to a reduced schedule possibly being being played if that pause happens. Randy, buy or sell, it was too ambitious to set a 16-game schedule for this season. I said it in the offseason. I'll, I'll say it again. The NFL needed to find a way to bubble. I know it seems unfeasible and difficult to do, especially for all 32 teams. But it is going to be very difficult. We're seeing it all around with Tennessee and, and New England. And we've had semi-reports with the Raiders. I don't think any of that went through. You had the scare with New Orleans. You had Kansas City come down with one. So it was, it, it is very scary. I, I do like that the NFL is, is slamming their foot down saying, listen, you're going to lose draft picks. You're going to get forfeits. Buckle up. Let's, let's get this figured out. So they're, they're doing as much as they can for being as widespread as everything is and how spread out all the teams are. But they better do what baseball did. And if things are not better by January, which I don't think they will be, at least to a point where, where I mean, I know Florida thinks they can have the, the stadiums full. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, the teams don't agree. Yeah. Um, don't get. But we're not going to get to that point. But I would have at least a contingency plan as far as having uh, a bubble for your playoffs. At, at Eric, least. Eric, by yourself, 16 was too ambitious for the season. I'm definitely going to buy. I mean, if we look at the timing for everything, those sports that went to bubbles, they're like, okay, there's no way that we can feasibly finish our regular seasons. For the NBA, we're just going to do seeding games, then our playoffs. For the NHL, we're just going to have an expanded playoffs. Now for those that were in season or hadn't started yet, soccer, both Major League Soccer, they did a tournament, and a shortened schedule, 23 games instead of the usual 34. The NWSL, instead of a usual 20, 24 game season, they're only, they did one tournament, and now they're doing a fall schedule, so they'll be playing roughly 10 games-ish. Even the WNBA, a 22 game regular season entirely in a bubble, and in their playoffs. I understand the issue and everything being with money, I entirely get it. It's a business. It's revenue-driven. But if you see everything else, even other football around you saying, hey, we've got to salvage something because we can't do everything, then maybe the NFL should really have listened to. I would not have minded a bit of a delay or maybe additional five weeks in having like a 10 or 12-game schedule instead of 16. 
I lived with it and watching Australian football and the National Rugby League, I would have lived with it with the NFL too. To your point, specifically the 12-game schedule, mm-hmm. I think you could have gotten away with the bubble situation if you would have gotten rid of cof- cross-conference games this year. Absolutely. You could have still had other teams play. Like You could still play your full set of eight against all of your opponents, and then you would just pick one other division to play in its entirety. The, a- the AFC East would play the West, the North would play the South. And then you would have 12 games there, two against your own divisions, and then uh, one against one against the respective other conference. You have a 12-game schedule, which is enough to fulfill a bunch of TV rights. You have an expanded postseason like Major League Baseball's doing. You almost have one. You have one kind of set already in the NFL as well. It's seven. You might as well bump that up to eight. Top eight teams make it, and then the only time the two leagues intermix is Super Bowl 55. And even then, with the 12-game format, like how you had presented it, all right. You play everybody in your division, your standard double round robin. That's six. You play an entire division. That's ten. You could still put in the schedule and formula with your other two in-conference games to fulfill that schedule. And you could have gotten, maybe, if you would need two bubbles, that would have been absolutely great. You could have found plenty of locations to support all of the infrastructure you would have needed, and it would have been much fewer problems and risks. All right, Eric, you get your choice here. Do you want college question or the mixed question? I'm going to get the mixed question because that looks intriguing. All right, the only clue that I gave for the mixed question was replay. We actually talked about this with regards to the challenge that Andy Reid had in that Kansas City-New England game where it was a five-yard decision one way or another. And then we talked about the fact that if you get your challenge correct, you still have another challenge. But if you get either one of your first two challenges wrong, you're out of challenges. Eric, Mm -hmm. do you think we need a system in football that allows a coach a three-strike challenge philosophy? I would definitely be down for that because you have it in other leagues and you have similar systems to where, okay, you can challenge up until you get one wrong, and then you're out of challenges for the rest of the game. So something to kind of adapt to that and saying, okay, boom, 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 now you're done. I completely get this because if you're taking a risk now, okay, you get that first challenge wrong, you only have one in your back pocket, and you have to be very careful. Whereas if you get it right, it's like, all right, I have a shot at a third. So make that a little bit more universal in a sense. I'd be for it. Randy, do you think they need to adjust the current replay format in regards to how many challenges a coach gets? I'm going to say no. I'm not going to say the replay system is perfect, but the issue I have with replays is how long they take. I'm I'm for having replays because I'm one of those that, of course, you want to get the call right. But if you give coaches, we'll go with the three-strike rule, that's too many. That They can just challenge until they get three wrong. I think that's too much. I like Eric's idea where once you get one wrong, you're done. But then that adds into the fact of those really close ones as where it has to be con- you know, confirmed that they're going to change it. So maybe coaches get a little clearing decisive if evidence is the official right? term that they use. So... The way they have it right now, it's probably not perfect. 
but I'm okay with it. I, I think it's far better than where they're at. And now we just got to get the technology in where it's a lot easier that replays go quick. I know it's never going to get as fast as tennis. Tennis replay is fantastic. And we're never going to get to there. But I mean, and, until things speed up a little bit with replays, I'm fine with the system it is now. We talked about potentially going the same way the XFL did with Sky Judge, where Sky Judge gets final decision on all replays. Do you think that that's something you'd like to see brought to the NFL? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what's what's having one more person there that is 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 on it at all times? Why do you need your your head head ref that's on the field to take a whole minute to walk over to the screen? I mean, I know they bring out ta- they were bringing out tablets before COVID, but it's just a, a whole extra thing instead of just he's challenging this guy who's been watching replays or watching the game the whole time, so he knows this is a close play, is already watching the replays while things are getting discussed. It would cut time down i think that's a good idea all right uh randy you start off our final question here okay the college question was conference football playoff and it is specific to one particular conference this week with oklahoma handing getting handed its second straight loss courtesy of iowa state and tcu knocking off texas is the big 12 out of the college football playoff discussion It's hard to say that they are with the way this season is built. Can you really think of a Pac-12 team that's going to make it with their their six-game schedule? I mean, I think they've already eliminated themselves by the way everything is working there anyways. Technically seven. Well, seven with the, the conference championship game weekend. So what? I mean, are we thinking we're going to get Clemson, of course? And two SEC teams, and then I guess a Big Ten team. So, yeah, I mean, they could get knocked out, but I wouldn't call them dead just yet. Eric, same question. With Oklahoma having dropped two straight and Texas losing to TCU once again, is the, be- is the Big 12 out of the college football playoff discussion? I mean, Randy just described the scenario perfectly. Clemson, let's say they run the table, although I don't want them to, they're going to be in. Your SEC champion's going to be in. Your Big Ten champion's going to be in. With how the Big 12 was already beating each other up so bad just these first couple of weeks, and the Pac-12 only playing seven games, I think this indeed opens up the door to if you have another SEC team that's maybe one loss under these certain circumstances, especially with the increased subjectivity this season. I think the Big 12 is done, and the SEC team has an open door for two teams to get in. Everybody would hate it, but if we're being realistic and keeping it in four, this is the best route based upon the committee's past patterns. So, so Harry, I got a question for you. If Oklahoma State runs the table, do they have a chance? Oh, um, I mean, I guess hypothetically, given the fact that it would be a Big 12 schedule if they run the table, then yes, I, I would have to put them in. Because even if Texas and Oklahoma aren't the schools that they've been in the past, I think the name value is there for Oklahoma State running the table. That would be enough to give them access to the to the college football playoff. I just don't see Oklahoma State running the table. Now, 
here's a quick rub to that. If Oklahoma State were to have to beat Texas or Oklahoma twice to win the Big 12, once in the regular season, once in the championship game, I can see that argument. But what if they run the table, but they only face those schools once apiece? And say you have like a Kansas State or whomever in the Big 12 title game. See, I'm actually kind of curious about that right now. So I'm going to let you guys discuss that for a second because I'm going to look up the Big 12 standings and see as they currently stand besides what we know with Oklahoma State currently leading the league. I I brought that question up because it was really interesting what Jason had brought up last week about name value and and everything there with Marshall getting knocked out of the top 25 because the Big 10 and Pac-12 schools went back into the rankings and stuff, and it's all about name value. So... And you guys are kind of making his point where he's like, well, they have to beat an Oklahoma or they have to beat a Texas. Well, Oklahoma sucks this year. They're one and two. Mm-hmm. So if I mean, if I if they beat Iowa State, say, in the Big 12 championship, but Iowa State is good this year, which I'm not saying they are, but they're the they're also two and oh, and the only other one of the only other teams ranked in the Big 12. They are. The, uh, yeah, they're one of three teams ranked in the Big 12, Oklahoma State, Texas and Iowa State are the three teams that are ranked currently. So. I mean, just because Iowa State or K-State or West Virginia don't have the name value, if if they're the second-best team in the Big 12, I still think that's a big hit for Oklahoma State. It's it's just weird to me to go, well, Oklahoma State ha- or Oklahoma has a bad year, so Oklahoma State has no chance because they would have to beat Oklahoma twice to get in. Well, everyone's beating Oklahoma right now. Yeah, and it's really going to be a hit to – Oklahoma State, even if they go ahead and they beat some other good teams. But, I mean, let's face it. They're a network like ESPN. You're paying out the ass for the college football playoff. You've already laid down the hammer that, no, you're not expanding this year too bad. So, you really think that you're going to risk a school getting in who, how many fans do they have outside of Stillwater? I mean, okay, yeah, well, T. Boone Pickens, may he rest in peace. But again, realism. I, I have a solution for you, Eric. And ESPN, if you're listening, you can steal this from me. If Oklahoma State runs the table and you're worried about ratings because the, the Oklahoma State fans aren't that great, here's your promotion. On Monday, you have Clemson versus Oklahoma State. That's it. That's all you have to do. Okay. It's just downplay the state part and then everyone will uh, think it's clemson oklahoma yeah but the color schemes are different <laughs> real quick real quick to answer randy's question from earlier the three teams that are at the top of the big 12 right now are oklahoma state iowa state and case state this is important because two of those teams have lost to teams from the sun belt this year but not oklahoma state go cowboys <laughs> The only Cowboys with a defense. <laughs> it, it's the Big 12. Really? Really? Yeah, they don't. I mean, to be fair, three games, they've only allowed 27 points. That's less than 10 a game. So apparently this Cowboys team does play defense. Better than their NFL counterparts to do. Right, Sean? <laughs> Man, I'm so petty. I'm top up on this show today. Okay, let's move on. I'm telling you, I'm we, waiting for the Morton endorsement because we're all a bunch of salty fuckers here tonight. <laughs> and and then I do have to ask, do you think we get two ACC teams in the playoffs? Oh, fuck no. 
Um, I will say maybe. that no, no. Uh, Miami's good this year. Notre Dame is technically ACC this year. There are five schools in the ACC undefeated currently still, and four of those five are top ten teams. One of them is about to be knocked out of the top ten, in my opinion. I will expand up. I guess I can't expand upon that because. Okay, so a little bit of a tease for later on in the show. I had a pick planned for my college. Are you serious? Because Boston College covered UNC last week. Like I said, they would. They did not win. Mm-hmm. UNC won't be as lucky this week when they take on Virginia Tech. No. However, however, the line was only five and a half, and I couldn't touch it. But the five teams that are undefeated in the ACC right now are Clemson, Miami, North Carolina, Virginia Tech, and Notre Dame. To be fair, Notre Dame's only played one ACC game. It was against Duke. Let's be real, it's Duke. Yeah, and they're next up against Florida State. So, I mean, as is, you've got Clemson, Miami, Notre Dame. That's going to be some beating up right there, and I think that's going to take away at some point in the committee's minds. And again, we mentioned this ad infinitum on previous episodes where you can listen to in our archives there is a significant bias in the college football playoff committee it ain't to the ACC and I really don't think if it comes to a choice of having say a Florida and an Alabama versus a Clemson and a Miami or Notre Dame or what have you they're going to pick a certain way Real quick with Notre Dame, here's just the last thing I'll say, and then we'll move on because we do have two more segments to get to here. Notre Dame's only ACC win is Duke. Duke is one of three teams that are 0-4 right now. The other two are Middle Tennessee State and Louisiana Monroe. High-quality competition you got there, Notre Dame. I rest my case. All right, let's move on. It's time to pour one out for the homers. You know, it's unfortunate that he couldn't be here this week because he actually had something nice to discuss. West Virginia picks up a double overtime victory over Baylor in a game that aired on ABC at noon this past Saturday. Finally, Baylor playing a game, just losing. West Virginia is actually 2-1 now this year. Well, yeah, Baylor's one and one, but that's because Baylor's had like six different people scheduled and they've all backed out. Oh, no, that was Houston, not Baylor. Baylor was one of the teams that backed out on Houston. Uh, that the, the college football in Texas is a clusterfuck. My well, I mean, hurts. hey, not everybody can pull off schedules like Central Arkansas, so we have to give them credit. The New York football giants, well, they, they played like the New York football giants. And in a division where 1-2-1 and one is the lead, the Giants are only a game and a half back. So they got that going for them. I mean, I would talk, but in one of my dynasty leagues, I just picked up Danny Boost change in a trade. So I forfeit my rights for this week. Why would you willingly put him on your roster? Well, I have Jimmy Garoppolo and a couple of others, and I got him and about three other players and a future pick 
and all I had to do was give up Josh Allen. I mean, in a super in a super flex league, I felt very comfortable. Not to mention, even with Josh Allen, I'm zero and four. And the Giants play that Cowboys team with no D. See, you see, you see. I, I I hope you realize the death glare I'm giving you for willingly giving up Josh Allen. I know it's an audio podcast. No, I'm looking right at it. I, I see it. I see it. Second highest rated quarterback in the NFL this year, and you traded him. And he was in my hyperflex spot. I mean, I got Patrick Mahomes. I'm good. I, well, I, I, I will say this much. I hope that Allen's shoulder is okay because he did have a little bit of an issue. We'll talk about that when we talk about the Bills a little bit here and pour one out for the homers. Um, Randy, well, it's almost Pac-12 season at least. Yay. <laughs> All of my teams suck. But that means you've got Joe Flacco, though. You've got Joe Flacco. Every, every single team that I root for sucks, except for my fantasy teams. How does it feel knowing your son's team has a better record than yours does? Listen, I'm 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 just gonna say this, and we can please move on before I go into a deep depression. This week I am wacko for Flacco. It is the Arizona Cardinals as the Jets plays this Sunday. Real realistically, scale of one to ten, what do you give you guys as odds of winning on Sunday? Flacco. So I guess that means a five? Or are we going holy moly and we're just calling that a four? Um, let's just say Eric's survivor pick is safe. Now the question is, is yours. Let's move over to <laughs> let's move over to the anchor man. All right, Eric. So for the third time in four weeks, because apparently ABC is slobbering all over you guys this year, well, certain places maybe. The Miami Hurricanes once again return to primetime coming off of their bye as they have a top 10 battle against the number one team in the land, the Clemson Tigers, this Saturday night at 7.30. I mean, look, ABC knows what they're doing. They want to show off the turnover chain 4.0, let everybody bask in its glory, and I have no problems with this whatsoever. Uh, Randy, mark this down so that way we can... Mark this down so that way we can discuss it next week. Okay. Clemson by 21 plus. Now the death glares the other way. Man. I'm getting a show tonight. Man. Eric. I don't Eric. know. Maybe that Josh Allen trade. Maybe I shouldn't have accepted those couple extra players. Hmm. Gotta rethink hey, that Eric, strategy. Just real quick. You know what I say to that? Pick old Miss again, you bitch. Hey, hey, the lane train, they had it going for quite some time. It was just full the fourth quarter, and yeah, I almost covered. Speaking of the lane train, it'll be <laughs> fun to see what happens to him as they're going to get completely derailed against Alabama this week. Oh, that, that's going to be fun to watch, but it's going to be an ugly game. <laughs> Welcome back to the SEC, Kiffin. All right. The NFL sees the one and three Jaguars taking on the O and four Houston Texans in well, let's be real, that nobody gives a fuck this week game. Well, I mean pretty much. I mean it was good though because That's Mama Watkins Well Mama Watkins was rooting for Joe Burrow in Cincinnati to finally get a win. 
I'm very thankful that happened because uh, as she's coming in right now, smiling, right as I mentioned that, yes, yes, I, I am talking about that. So uh, getting that, okay, I can live with it. And again, Houston, they're going to be searching for a new coach. They've got Romeo Cornell in the interim. They're going to be searching for a new general manager. Right now, it's a chaotic situation. I'm sure Deshaun Watson wants out, and Florida man will naturally take advantage. I feel good about this because, well, divisional games, and we always seem to do something to the Texans every year. Well, I'll put it to you this way. I feel better about your chances than I do about Randy's against Arizona. True, and I mean, you'll even see how well I feel about my chances as we go later on. Dun, dun, dun. Dramatic reverb. Jason's Jason's Giants play the Dallas Cowboys this week. And spoiler alert, you know our um, confidence pick and poll that we're doing? That, uh, the one that, um, who set that up? I'm trying to remember who set that up. I forget who was it who actually set it up. Oh, uh, Jesse Starcher, the guy who worked as a producer for us that one episode. Uh, I actually took the Giants in that in that Survivor in that um, confidence pick'em league. They're my one point game because well, fuck both of them, but still, I like them more than I like Dallas, Alice, whatever. <laughs> Eric, script flip. So, um. On paper, as it currently stands, well, I take that back because we're doing college first. So, yeah, you mentioned the error of my ways in picking Old Miss for Florida. I don't know what it is about Kyle Trask, but, man, y'all have some things really going right now. Uh, it's the Kyle to Kyle connection in Florida that has things going right now. Between Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts. Uh, seven touchdown passes in their first two games. Oof. And they became the first quarterback wide receiver duo to do four touchdowns in a game since Rex Grossman and Jabbar Gaffney back in the mid two in back in the mid two thousands. Wait, Rex Grossman, that was more not early two thousands as a matter of fact. I think it was 04. I believe they said it was. Mm. We'll have to look up the exact... We'll look up the exact year. We'll put the stat line inside of the show description. How's that? Yeah, that works. All right. So, this week, Jason tried to get on my bad side by picking Texas A&M to beat Florida. Here's the problem. Florida's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. The game doesn't qualify. It's not going to matter because Florida's going to beat A&M's ass. Yeah, I don't see that being too pretty. Fun fact, this is actually one of our two added games. The other? Arkansas. Yeah, kind of surprised that they had A&M as one of those extra cross-division games. Who is it? Roadkill Cafe, you kill it, we grill it. No? Damn, okay, moving on. Damn robocalls. Bastards. All right, let's move to the NFL, Eric. So, 
on paper you have scheduled a game against Tennessee, but um, that might not entirely happen. But given last week, maybe kind of a settling down in an impromptu vibe of your own, even though you've got a lot of momentum, it wouldn't necessarily be the worst thing. The the Las Vegas game was a lot closer towards the end than I would have liked it to have been. Getting the opportunity to watch the Las Vegas game towards the end was a lot closer than my heart would have liked it to have been. That being said, we have our group chat where we discuss the show, and I believe, Randy, it was you that asked me the question, if you're still with me, I believe it was you that asked me the question that going through... The Rams, the Raiders, the Titans, and the Chiefs, would I accept four and two as the end result of that through six games? We may not even have to play the Titans and come out of this five and one at worst. I think I can deal with that. Well, I mean, you were the one who were saying, oh, we're not on national TV. We're not on national TV. You were, and well, look at the end result. The game almost gave me a freaking coronary, much the same way that damn Rams game did. Oh, that Rams game pissed me off. I don't think I've ever been that salty on this show, Eric. Well, I mean, to be fair, when you've got Sean McDermott doing his best and Quinn impression, everybody has the right to be salty. I was so salty, I was a cracker. Don't wait, wait. I thought that term was saltine American. No, that's that's the actual phraseology. I was a cracker. All right, we move on. That wraps up uh, Pour One Out for the Homers for the week and takes us to our final segment for the show. Are you serious? He's not here this week, and I'm kind of glad that he's not because he has bragging rights. Jason went 1-1, 2-0, and plus 26 last week. I was one and one, two and zero, plus twenty-five. Yeah, something about a defensive two-point conversion. Yeah, that's what fucked me. Literally, the Boston College going for the tie and North Carolina taking it all the way back for two of their own cost me the RU Serious Championship for the week. Um, we've actually kind of settled back into some more. Normality around here, Eric. You are last in every category now. See, you didn't have to bring that up, okay? If 2020, give me a break. Randy needed something to celebrate. He's out of the basement, so he can celebrate that. Oh, I wish I had one of those party things <laughs> next week. You guys are. You guys are tied in terms of your uh, are you in terms of your ATS picks, but Randy's plus minus is slightly better. Of course, of course Spe- it is. Speaking of um, plus minuses, Eric. Nah, you've suffered enough on this broadcast. We'll I, move on. I, I, I'm about to say it, it, it's like just one, one game just. <laughs> I don't know what the hell just happened to Eric, but it worked, given how upset he probably was. All right, we'll start with Jason. Jason's college pick is Texas State plus seven and a half against Troy. I keep wanting to call them Troy State, but they're not State anymore. They're just Troy. They're the Trojans. And I feel kind of sad for them that Jason's picking against them because West Virginia stole their coach. 
Well, maybe that's why he's picking against them. I get it. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Let me open up my let me open up my document so I can get Jason's NFL pick real quick. Jason's NFL pick is going to be Las Vegas Raiders plus thirteen against Kansas City. I'm going to state for the record that that game is not on ESPN right now, and if it is not on ESPN come Sunday, Jason will be making a different selection. Randy, you went, yes, sir. You went. 0-2, 0-2 last week, but it had a better plus-minus than Eric to move yourself from the basement. Let's see if you can bounce back here and try to get back to 500 this week. Well, Who's your call pick first? College pick, give me the NC State Wolfpack. I want to say it's plus nine and a half as they take on Virginia. They played two tough teams the last two games. A nice comeback victory against Pitt last week, and I think they will take that momentum and Beat the Cavaliers on Saturday. And your NFL pick, it that game's down to eight and a half, by the way. Listen, I put in my bet at nine and a half. I'm taking my nine and a half. <laughs> well, hey, we'll get I, I need it. I need the point. I need no, no, the no, point. no, no. Everybody, just go ahead. Just, you know, bet on North Carolina State. This is Randy. He knows what he's talking about. Bet that line down. You can easily get it down to seven before kickoff. <laughs> you can do a good job number. with it, and then it doesn't work. Uh, NFL, I hated all these lines. I think I was the first person to put one up here. I hated all of them for underdogs. Um, in that pick em that you were just talking about, I'm actually taking Pittsburgh again to pick them. But give me the seven with Philadelphia. I think they keep it close. They might win the game. I liked what I saw out of Carson Wentz on Sunday night against the 49ers. Maybe they're turning things around. Pittsburgh, yes, technically they're coming off a bye, but they're basically coming off of just confusion. I mean, being the team that has no COVID stuff but has to deal with it. So hopefully Philadelphia can come in and sneak one out. Uh, Again, I have them plus seven. So give me the Eagles, but I'm not super confident. Eric. Looking to bounce back from a second straight week of 0-2s. Uh, uh, again, do you have to remind me? But but nevertheless, I'm going to admit, when we were looking at all the college picks, there were a few tasty lines that I saw. Had a couple of different spreads to choose from, but I went with my gut instinct. Staying in the SEC, I think, I see this Tennessee Volunteers team. Are they the creme de la creme in the SEC East? No. But considering the level of, shall we say, inconsistency that I've seen out of Georgia, while I think the dogs can take care of business overall, give me Tennessee plus 12 in that one. I think, especially with the way this season is going, oh... You may not sing Rocky Top, but you're going to keep it close. You're going to have to warm up your vocal cords in the fourth quarter. And your NFL pick. As much as I derided Randy about this, the NFL lines were much tougher. But I did state earlier in the show, whenever the Jaguars and the Texans play, strange things happen. I have had many a Houston fan tell me and actually call the place Jackassville for that exact reason. 
So for an instance like this, with all of the chaos going on in Houston, give me my Jags plus six. I feel like we would have learned our lesson picking Jacksonville on this show by now. I did. Again, if there were lines that were better, and even if the Bills and Titans actually had a line, I would pick that game. I'm taking what I can get. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the officially universally accepted definition of the phrase insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. We give you the kickoff season four. Again, this is 2020 normal. We're feeling quite pandy. <laughs> or in your case, he and Z. Giggity! All right, moving on. Ideally, it would um, be, but... Mm, mm. So, he may be absent from the show, but goddammit, if he didn't try to bizco me anyway. <laughs> I got to this game first. I get it. TCU is coming off of that high of their victory over Texas this past Saturday. They will lose to K-State. I will take the Wildcats plus eight and a half. My NFL line, I'm not as confident about a victory here, but I feel a lot better about it knowing what we know now, as it is no longer a home game for the New Orleans Saints. It is most likely going to be in Indianapolis at Raymond James Oil Stadium. Or not Raymond James Oil, Lucas Oil Stadium, excuse me. I don't know why I combined in Indianapolis and Tampa Bay there. At Lucas Oil Stadium, from what I'm understanding, the game's being moved because of the threat of Hurricane Delta. Delta? Yep. So the Monday night football game will be played on a neutral field. Therefore, I feel confident taking Justin Herbert and his San Diego Superchargers to cover six and a half against the New Orleans Saints. Cool Chargers, cool. <laughs> oh, I'm actually getting an extra point now. It's seven and a half. Cool. All right. I think that wraps us up for the week. Wow, that was a pretty quick episode. I don't even think we're at uh, We're probably like right on an hour, aren't we? Mm, almost an hour 20. Oh, we're still quick by our standards over the last couple of weeks. This is true. All right. So you have been listening to The Kickoff, a presentation of the W2M Network online at w2mnet.com. In addition, you can hear us on all of your favorite podcast listening services, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbean, CastBox, and many more. You can find those in your respective app stores in order to listen, in order to download and then check out The Kickoff on any of those wonderful services. In addition, hey, Eric, guess what? Jason's dick of the week was Sean because Sean was busting his balls about the Dallas Giants situation. They play each other this week, too, so he who laughs last laughs scoreboard, I guess, kind of. I'm going to go first if you guys don't mind because this one really pissed me the fuck off. Yeah, you, you, saw, you told us about this story, so the floor is yours. My dick of the week is Jerron Jones. Offensive lineman, practice squad, Pittsburgh Steelers, who was arrested over the weekend for aggravated assault, menacing, and there was another minor secondary charge as well after he hit his girlfriend in the face with the next box. 
allegedly. <laughs> Going back to our not wanting to get sued thing. If this is true, that motherfucker better never play professional football again. I mean, Plain and that's just terrible, not just for the actual alleged hitting of a woman, but adding to that just an Xbox. I mean, come on now. Come, just no, you don't do that. Randy, that's video game abuse, which is something that your other podcast would not stand for. Yeah, but it's an Xbox, so I don't care. Go PlayStation. What a dick. Randy's my honorary runner-up for dick of the week. All right. <laughs> Eric, who's your DOTW? Honestly, I would have to go with Ron Rivera. I get everything that he's going through, and I get that you had to cover up a whole bunch of snuff for Dan Snyder, but I mean... Really, to do this to Mr. Selfie himself when he's actually paying attention now? Come on, man. Come on. Apparently, we're going to get sued by ESPN now. Randy, DOTW. Hey, they no have longer we... have that segment, so shush. Oh, okay. Then we're they good. They got rid of Come On, man? That's sad. A little bit. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm right there with you. All right, go ahead, Randy. Who's your dick of the week? Tampa Bay Rays. Of course. <laughs> Especially if they win tomorrow. They're 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 my dick of the whole year. The one team I, I can cheer for and be happy about. They're taking my happiness away. Look. Bunch of dicks. Just because we won forty games and we got the number one seed, this is going about as expected. Y'all could have tried harder. I mean I mean you beat us twice. Well three times now, so live with that. Yeah. You are my sunshine, my holy sunshine. You yeah, make no me sunshine. happy. There's no sunshine for me. Unless you're the race. <laughs> Please don't take my sunshine away. I'm going to go listen to some emo music now. You guys suck. <laughs> for the absent but here in spirit, unprofessional Jason Teasley, who you can find online at W2M Chairman. On Twitter, as well as at Jason Teasley on Facebook and his personal account. He'll probably tell you to go fuck yourself, but it's TurkaGlue822. Randy, where can people find you on socials? Uh, you can find me at Randy Isbo, which I actually tweeted today, which is not common for me. But I had to share my fantastic fantasy team with four people named D. Johnson on it. I should start them all. Just if, if my team sucked, I'd just start them all and have fun with it. Do it. Do it. Every single possible fantasy player with a D. Johnson name is on my Oh, my God. Team. I just realized I just realized something. Uh-oh. He could, he could call his team a bunch of Johnsons. Right, it's called the D. Johnson Family Vacation because there's a movie called The Johnson Family Vacation. And, and okay. that movie poster is my logo. Acceptable. Uh, so I have tweeted. It's great. You can check out my video game podcast um, every Friday. Chapter, chapter underscore select on Twitter. It is now an every Friday show. We, we alternate between a video game and a movie based off a video game. Uh, Friday is the first movie one that comes out, and it was um, Like a Dragon, which is a Yakuza movie that was Japanese and weird as shit. And if you've never played a Yakuza game like me, that movie will make zero sense to you. Because they all of the plot happens off screen. They just a character shows up and does stuff, and you just go, "But who the fuck? Who is that?" And then that was it. That's the whole scene. It, but it is very enjoyable. If you don't care about 
picture quality. You can find it on YouTube for free. It's a good hour and a half laugh. Um, you can also check out my new weekly radio show that I'm doing at my college. Eric and Harry, thank you both for, for promoting it already. But uh, KLCZ.com, it's 6 to 8 Pacific time. It's me and my buddy Robert finally doing a local radio show. And we talk national stuff, too. So there you go. Again, highly disappointed about the lack of five pin bowling. Come on now. He had to actually, yeah. It's the R and R Sports Report. As I didn't say the name, and you were upset about five pin bowling, and then Robert's mother called him that night and was upset that we didn't talk NASCAR, golf, or rodeo. So we're gonna have all sorts of stuff next week because we we got to make everyone happy. Real quick, I also need to tell you, Earl Anthony's the greatest bowler of all time. Top three. He's top three. <laughs> Eric, where can people find you online? Oh, uh, you can find me at Squid Sportshead on Twitter. Yes, I kept my word. I was up late at night. My Bulldogs were playing in the finals. Not going to talk about what happened because I'm already not mad. But I they lost. But I went ahead and I live-tweeted the final three quarters of the game. And if I'm up late enough at night where more NRL action happens as they also progress in the finals, I might go ahead and dabble and live-tweet that. But if you don't want to deal with my live-tweeting and uh, particular analysis, you can find me on Facebook, Eric Watkins. You know the drill by now. Guy, recliner, wine, yada, yada, yada. And if you don't want to deal with either of those things and you're looking for something extra special, then go to my Twitter, slide in my DMs, undergo a thorough vetting process, and you will get access to my Snapchat, Telegram, maybe WhatsApp, a couple of other things. You'll be surprised, and you will learn my nickname that will be unveiled in episode 138 of the show. As always, this plug brought to you by the fine folks at Rick's TNT LLC, affiliated with Dun & Bradstreet, Website, commercial, and notary public services coming soon. I just remembered your nickname, Eric. It was going to be Dynamite. <laughs> Next because week. of the fact, because of the fact that you're on AEW cosplaying as Ortiz. <laughs> it, it's hard yes to no. get. The, it's hard to get the hair right. I'm only going to say that. <laughs> yes or no, Randy? He's Ortiz from uh, from LAX. No one watches AEW. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and because of the Rick's TNT. So, okay, so we'll, we'll work that in at the end of the show. All right, moving on. Uh, at HEB the Eagle on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, Randy, I have an app for you to check out. I want to get your thoughts on it. It's called Grapple. I just found it today. G-R-A-P-P-L. It is a wrestling app where you can post your ratings for matches and compare them to other people around the country. Oh, okay. See how, nice. like I just put in my ratings for Clash of Champions 2020, take over 31, and that In Your House that I was watching, uh, In Your House 14, Revenge of the Taker. I like it. So, I have to check it out. Uh, yeah, it's G-R-A-P-P-L in the App Store. Yeah. And if you end up if you end up signing up, let me know. I'll send you my screen. Well, it's at HEB Eagle on there, too. So, you know, I'm not hard to find. 
But um, so, yeah, if you're a wrestling fan, check that out. You can look for some of my uh, reviews for wrestling over there. In addition, I'm hoping to bring back my wrestling review soon. See how that works out. Timing does become an issue. It's going to depend on if I can find the time to do it and if my laptop will work with me to do so. But the wrestling reviews will come back, but those will be on thechairshot.com because I made a promise to DeMarco that my typed reviews would go there from now on. In addition, Harry Broadhurst on Facebook, feel free to message me, sports, wrestling. I'm starting to play a couple of video games. I will be getting the new Crash Bandicoot game. Hopefully I'll enjoy it. It's Crash. I probably will. Although I hear that some of those levels are really fucking hard on the new game. So I'm probably going to want to tear my hair out. And that's not going to be good because I have a lot of hair. All right. So, yeah. Harry Broadhurst on Facebook, HEB the Eagle on Twitter, Instagram, Grapple, and any other social media site you can think of, except for Snapchat, because that's not really my thing. Yet. Uh-huh, you keep saying that, and then nothing happens. Look, I'm telling you, between Snapchat and all the glory that it holds, and the wondrous adventures in Teledildonics, I'm telling you, there's benefits that apply here. Is it wrong that every time he mentions that he's plugging his telegram, I want to say telephone, telewrestler? Bruce Pritchard podcast style? No, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Okay. What happened when... Sorry. Like three people listening will get that, which is impressive that we have three people listening. For the absent <laughs> unprofessional... Excuse me. The on-assignment unprofessional Jason Teasley. There is Randy Isbell. Dynamite Eric Watkins. I am the voice of reason. My name is Harry Broadhurst. Thank you for listening to the kickoff, a presentation of the W2M Network online at w2mnet.com. We'll talk to you guys next week here on the kickoff on the W2M Network.